Welcome to Bovine Banter with the Penn State Extension Dairy Team. My name is Ginger Fenton, and I'm an educator based in Mercer County, Pennsylvania. Joining us today is Penn State Extension Ag Engineer, Dan McFarlane. Thank you for your time, Dan. Would you please take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about what you do as an Ag Engineer with the Penn State Extension Dairy Team? Well, Ginger, I do my best to offer information and advice on improving animal facilities to provide better animal comfort, health, and performance, as well as make things easier and safer for the workers. This is done through individual farm visits, presentations, webinars, and articles. What areas do you cover, Dan, as far as geography in the state, and how long have you been in the position that you're in? Well, I'm based in York County, Pennsylvania, down south central Pennsylvania, and I'm responsible for nine counties uh, that surround York. Been with Penn State a little over 31 years. Great. So you have some experience under your belt to share with us. We appreciate that. (laughs) So can you tell us why facilities are important for cow comfort and how that relates to production and ultimately the bottom line for a farm? Okay. Well, comfort is a state of ease and freedom from pain and physical constraint. Reduced stress typically leads to better milk production, reduced injury, and increased longevity. Reducing involuntary culls and having productive cows in the milking herd longer probably the primary benefit to improving cow comfort and has the greatest effect on the bottom line. So there's benefit for the cows and the farmers. Absolutely. There's truth behind the notion then of keeping cows happy. I'm not really sure what cows feel. I feel that a contented cow anyway, probably is comfortable. I think that's a better word, contented. Are there any basic principles or rules of thumb to keep in mind when building a new facility or when you're updating a new facility? Well, I think the first thing to keep in mind, anytime we bring cows into shelter, the inside physical environment and conditions need to be similar or better than outside conditions. The dairy shelter basics that I look at are providing excellent air quality, providing a clean, dry, comfortable resting area, good access to feed, good access to water, and a confident non-skid footing, as well as protection from weather extremes. Great. That's a good checklist to start with. How do you prioritize the housing basics that you mentioned? Well, all of these basics are needed and should be included, whether it's a free stall, tie stall, or bedded pack housing. But if I'm pressed, I focus on the things cows spend most of their time doing. Lactating dairy cows spend 24 hours a day breathing, so good ventilation is essential. That's too big a topic for this podcast. They spend 10 to 14 hours a day resting, so proper stall size, structure, and resting surface comfort needs to be a priority as well. Cows may spend up to seven hours a day eating and drinking, so consider the feed area design and drinking water station location very carefully. Last but not least, when cows slip and fall, injury often follows, so don't neglect floor surfaces they're walking on. Right along with that, cows spend approximately 75% of their day eating and resting. Studies indicated if cows in free stalls or bedded pens are away from their pen for more than three hours a day, they may not have adequate time to eat, drink, and rest. Overcrowding can also complicate a cow's time budget. When you walk into a dairy facility, what are the first things that you observe and why do you take note of them? Well, first, I note the air quality with respect to moisture levels and gas levels. Uh, If it smells too much like a barn, it probably needs better ventilation. Then I want to know how many cows are in the group and how many stalls are available to them. Then I quickly look and see how many cows are resting, standing, and perching in the stalls. Next, I like to see how the cows that are resting are positioned in the stalls. A single observation typically doesn't tell the whole story, since cows' resting and feeding behavior is cyclical. So I like to wait around for 45 minutes to an hour and then check again. 
Time-lapse video for of stall use over several days is a very useful tool for this. In the feeding area, I want to know how much feeding space is available, the condition of the feed bunk, and then also is feed available and within reach at that time. I also want to note the drinking water locations and see if there's enough of them and enough water space to accommodate the group. I also look at the condition of the floors and if the cows can walk confidently on them and if the alleys are clean. Great. So it sounds to me like one of the most useful tools you have as an engineer is actually your senses. Absolutely. Observation. Absolutely. As farmers work under tight margins and with limited resources, where would you recommend that they focus to maximize cow comfort related to their facilities and to realize the most return on their investment? First, focus on what seems to be the biggest issue. If lameness, injury, and or dirty cows are a problem, then look at the resting area. Lameness is an indicator of stall use reluctance or refusal. Hock injuries can be caused by inadequate resting surface comfort. Lack of bedding usually results in dirtier conditions. Cows seem to be drawn to a generously bedded resting surface of four to eight inches of material. Sand is seen as the gold standard, but cows respond well to a thick layer of sawdust, straw, and even dried manure solids. There are several good mattress and soft med stall bed options available, but they only replace some percentage of the cushion conforming offered by deep bedding. So additional bedding is needed to provide additional comfort and help keep stall surface dry. The less resilient the stall bed is, the more bedding is required. One test for resting surface comfort is the knee test. First, kneel on the stall surface and place all your weight on one knee. If it feels good to you, it may be fine for the cow. If it doesn't pass this test, don't attempt the second one. Next, stand on the stall surface with your knees slightly bent, then drop to your knees. Again, if it feels okay to you, it's probably fine for the cows. Next, if your knees are wet or dirty, more bedding is needed and or stall grooming. Cows are quite tolerant of cold temperatures if they are fed properly and protected from cold winds and precipitation. Unfortunately, their tolerance to heat is not as good. So investments in heat stress abatement pay dividends in maintaining milk production and re reproductive performance during the warmer months. If the alleys are slippery, preventing the loss of one or two cows from injuries due to slipping and falling often easily justifies the cost of floor resurfacing. So Dan, to, to follow up with that, is there ever a case where no bedding is the recommendation? I would say no. Uh, early, early in my career, often uh, mattress uh, suppliers would say that bedding is not needed. That's absolutely not true. As I mentioned earlier, uh, there, are good, some, there are good options out there, and some are more comfortable than others but it doesn't replace the comfort and conforming that deep bedding does. And so also you wanna keep the stall dry. Cows will refuse a wet stall and search for a dry one. And so we need, need to keep that in mind as well. So my recommendation is bedding is always, always recommended. Good to know. If a producer is considering making improvements to their facility with emphasis on cow comfort, where would you recommend that they start to gather information? Well, I'm pretty confident in the fact sheets and idea plans that Penn State Extension offers. We also have several recorded Technology Tuesday webinars available related to dairy housing and design and management. I also think you should tour, 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 and take notes. You will typically find things you like and do not care for at each visit. Don't just go to open houses or new systems. Look for successful farms with a few years of use. Consider all options, then pare it down to a system containing the features you like and can manage. Also, my fellow Penn State Ag Engineer, John Tyson, who's based in Mifflin County, and I are also available to answer questions. Thank you for those tips, Dan. Where can the fact sheets and webinars be found? I believe they can be found on the Penn State Extension website and also on the Penn State Ag and Bioengineering website, 
you can uh, find our dairy idea plans. We have some new dairy idea plans that feature automatic milking systems as well. The easiest way to find them is just go into the search engine and look for Penn State dairy idea plans. And it usually be the first thing that comes up. And then I have another follow-up question for you. How would you recommend that a producer find other farms to tour or to know what others have done so they could go arrange visits? That's a good question. Uh, of course, John and I are always available to ask questions and we can recommend some farms to visit. Also ask your veterinarian or any other ag professional nutritionist or someone that may you may trust on your farm uh, to, to suggest others that, uh, that might be available for a visit. Thank you. We know that farmers come up with creative and cost-effective solutions. What interesting ideas have you seen implemented as you have visited farms throughout your career? Well, there are a couple I can think of. Uh, lengthening free stalls along the outside rows that are too short by extending the lower position of the wall uh, is one to, to add that extra lunge space. Also adding bedding retainers to the stall to help maintain the layer of bedding on the resting surface where it is needed most. Installed and maintained properly, bedding retainers can improve stall use, comfort, and cleanliness. Bedding retainers are not meant to save bedding, but rather keep it where it is most useful. Not designed and maintained properly, they can be an absolute disaster. What's a common pitfall that producers experience when they are designing or building a new facility or remodeling an existing facility? I think the one that comes to mind that, I, that bothers me the most is they plan for overcrowding. For example, they're going to provide 100 stalls for 120 cows. Group sizes tend to grow uh, with use anyway, so you might as well put those stalls in for the 120 cows right away. Also, not providing an area for short-term isolation, restraint, and treatment of cows. Not providing enough space for special cows, those cows that require special attention, such as injured, sick, and lame cows, as well as transition cows. As we wrap up our interview... Do you have one takeaway message for producers to keep in mind as they aim to keep their cows as comfortable as possible? Ginger, I have seven. Improve air quality, increase bedding amount and frequency, have cows and feed available to each other 21 hours a day, provide relief from heat stress, increase alley and stall cleaning frequency, don't overcrowd groups, and provide more space for special cows. Thank you, Dan, for taking the time to talk to us today, and thank you to all the listeners. Don't forget to tune in on June 15th as Extension Educator Carly Becker talks with dairy producer Tony Brubaker about what is being done on his farm to keep his cows comfortable. Yeah.